0: Welcome back to Between Two Aeroids, a podcast where we talk about houseplants, botany, and everything in between. My name is Haley Grace, and I am your host. First, I want to just thank everyone who has tuned in and listened. I have listeners in Germany, the United Kingdom, the United States, Malaysia, Romania, Australia. Just a big thank you um, to everyone who has tuned in and is listening. I really appreciate it. You also could leave a review and Apple. That would really be helpful if you enjoyed it. If you didn't, just let me know some feedback. We just got out of spooky season, but in nature, there are always spooky and mysterious things happening. And just imagine walking into your plant collection. Everything's been fine. You're just examining your plants and you look closely and there. Seems to be some curled growth on some new plants, new leaves. Um, You see some smaller growth, maybe you even see some webbing. Uh, These are all good signs that you possibly have a pest on your plants, which is normal, especially when you get upwards of collecting 50. I know some people have hundreds of plants in their homes. It's normal. There are steps and ways to prevent, treat, deal with these types of pests, and that is what Pest Patrol is going to be about. This is a series I'll be doing. I'm going to split them up into different episodes so we can get a thorough look into all the different types of pests you can have within your home, um, especially if you keep a greenhouse or a humidity cabinet in home these pests can become more common just because it is a more concentrated environment today we'll be talking about thrips and aphids we'll go through life cycle what to look for in terms of damage also if you hear a bell ringing my cat just woke up from her nap and she has been seriously in love with my beaded weighted blanket i don't know if it's the beads but back to plants we uh, We'll cover life cycle damage, natural strategies to go through it, and other strategies as well. So the first pest we're going to be tackling is thrips. Their life cycle starts as eggs. They go into a larval stage, a pre pupal stage, a pupal stage, and then they're adults. Most of them live up to 30 days, and they can lay it up to 2 to 10 eggs per day. When you get into warmer climates, it can take up to 13 days for the eggs to hatch. With colder climates, it might take a little bit longer. With winter in the greenhouse I work in, we've seen a little bit increase in um, pests, and I think this might be because they are sensing the temperature change and they're like this is gonna be our last time of the season to live and rebirth before winter comes and it gets kind of cold even though it is temperature controlled the temperatures do drop compared to the 150 degrees we sometimes get up in the higher rafters uh, to probably the 80s and 90s we're now seeing consistently in the upper rafters the eggs are laid in flowers leaves stems and fruit for thrips the larva and pre stage, they live in the growing medium, and this is why you hear a lot of people talking about plants, that you should really wash your soil or also get some of the insecticidal soap or remove the soil, which is great but also you've really got to be careful with some type of root systems because they can be more sensitive to others and they are right now in a non-feeding stage they're just using that growing medium and all the nutrients in there to uh, bulk up for their pupil stage (laughs) the damage you'll see from thrips The way they attack a plant is they pierce the plant surface with like little, um, God, I'm forgetting the word. It starts with a P-E, but like what pincher bugs have. They have these types of mouth parts and they'll suck the plant contents of the cell. So they, they will sometimes create a dewiness. This is also another, um, you can look for in your plant if you're seeing some sticky residue on your plant and it's not um, in inflore- like inflorescent juice which attracts like uh, pollinators such as beetles and smaller bugs then it is possibly a pest as well and so when they pierce that plant surface and they suck all out all that stuff they create a honeydew which is a st- sticky clear substance another uh, clear clear cut sign that you do have thrips is they cause white and brown spots Uh, They the brown spots are speckled that is their fecal droppings so if you are noticing it you probably have a pretty bad infestation and I would go ahead and treat it right away They can also stunt plant growth, cause damage to the leaves, and become papery and distorted. Or they will also roll, and you'll see this in ficus pretty often with your ficus benjaminas or your alis. They will actually cause the leaf to roll within itself, making like a bean pod kind of look. And when you open those, there could be thousands of pests um, there are natural ways to control these kinds of pests. You can use predatory bugs, which can be quite beneficial because they are natural predators of these bugs and would be in the natural landscape. And these include my new pirate bugs, lace wings. There is also this small parasitic wasp larva that makes... Their heads become swollen and turn black. You can relate it to that fungi that goes inside of like ants and other small insects and shoots off the um, mushroom body from the head and then that's how it repopulates. There are other strategies you can use as well. Keeping plants moist with an increasing humidity helps mitigate pest uh, (coughs) with higher humidity. Things are just more wet. They also have breathing pores. Most pests at home have breathing pores on the back of their bodies that when put in with a surface, too much surface tension will cause them to suffocate You can also use an an insecticidal soap. This is made with potassium salts of fatty acids. It's non-toxic to humans and pets. Easily made at home. You can use Dawn. I personally use palm olive. I use a 1 to 10 ratio. So 1 soap, 10 water, and then... If it's a super bad infestation that I'm actually dealing with right now, which is spider mites, I will uh, put in a splash of rubbing alcohol just for good measure. This will be needed to be a treatment that's kept up and done. If you have a super bad infestation, I suggest every two weeks and then for probably four months Just to make sure the entire population is eradicated and you won't have a come up again in a couple months when their eggs have been laid. You can also dunk the entire plant in soap and water and this will help treat anything that's in the uh, soil layer. Horticultural sprays, uh, they do the same effect as horticulture oil sprays. They will create the same effect by suffocating the thrip. Um I would just be careful because some of the horticultural oil sprays are toxic to humans, dogs and cats. Um, so if you have a cat that likes to ruffle around your plants or a newborn that just doesn't understand plants are friends and you shouldn't tear off their leaves, this might not be the best plan of action. Um Also, back to natural pest control, with the predatory bugs, such as minute pirate bugs or lacewings, these are great in a small greenhouse setting because they can actually um, mate and make more population and it can be a further control for your plants in the long term. Which is really great and there are systemics that you can use but it's the same thing as with horticultural oils if you have little guys running around that get into your plants it can be toxic to them because the way systemics work is actually ingraining themselves into the plant material and All in all, it actually inhibits a part of their neurological system where they just stop eating and mating. I told this to someone I was helping with at the place I work. They (laughs) told me, they're like, "That is that seems like a cruel and unusual punishment. Which, yes, (laughs) but also it's cruel and unusual that you want to mess up my freaking plants. I just went through a spider mite infestation and I am so sad cuz it took out like 10 or 15 of my plants and I'm still fighting it and I'm finding them every once in a while but just nothing's growing as luscious as it used to and it makes me a little bit sad the next little buggers we're gonna cover is aphids these are soft-bodied pests oh thrips can come black white they are small very tiny little little pests animals insects i guess you you would call them not i guess you would call them insects uh they can be a little bit harder to spot than your other ones such as aphids and mealy's, just because they are so tiny but keeping an eye out for the damage that they do cause is your best indication And next, we're going to move on to aphids. These are soft-bodied pests, and they can be green, yellow, brown, black, or red. It just depends on the plants or species they feed on, which is really freaking cool. Uh, In most cases, in home, you're going to find that they're green just because they are feeding on mostly foliage, unless you have a, a ton of flowering plants at home or outside in your garden. Their life cycle, they are mostly asexual. There are a few species that need a mate to reproduce. However, a majority of the species is asexual, meaning that they just produce babies on their own. They give a live birth, uh, usually 12 offspring in a day, (laughs) which is insane. They are... Aggressive and fast, but one of the easiest bugs to kill. They molt about four times before they reach a full adult size, producing close to 80 offspring in a week. They usually live about eight months or they usually live about a month and are sexually mature in four to ten days. They... Are only in the reproductive stages for up to three weeks so that last week of their life is just feeding and the damage that they cause leaves yellowing and stunt shoots so smaller growth again if you only if you have a large population you'll see this in a very small population it is not quite as easy to see the damage in your garden your houseplant collection or your landscape But they are quite easy to visually see, unlike your thrips. Sometimes scale hides pretty well with just root and growth nodules on a tree or other more woody species. They also pierce and suck plant cells out of the plant. This also causes honeydew to be extracted. They feed on every single part of the plant. They don't just go to new growth, but new growth is usually where you will see most of the population. A natural pest control. Uh, Again, they're also affected by these parasitic wasps. I'm not sure if you can buy these parasitic wasps like you can lacewings and other natural Predators for plants, uh, but I see them in the nursery I work in. You'll just see like carcasses of pretty bloated bodies of aphids and thrips, and I'm just like, yes, wasps, keep doing it, keep killing them. Uh, I'm here for you. Um, there are also lady beetle adults, lace wings, soldier ble- beetles. I think they're also called soldier flies or syrphid fly. And again, other strategies are insecticidal soaps and oils. They're some of the best choices. But again, just be aware if it is toxic or not to humans or animals. Just like with diatomaceous earth, it will kill any type of insect that goes through it. It is not good for you to breathe in. Uh, so, and it, once it gets wet, it no longer works. It needs to be dry. So this is also something to think about when you're looking into different types of pest control. You you should be aware of your home conditions, your outside conditions, and see if that type of control is going to work best for you. Uh, these all... S- all the insecticidal soaps anything that raises surface tension on the actual pest will create a suffocation effect because they breathe through the pores on their skin and this is where the um pest control substance sits and basically suffocates and some fun facts about these types of pests several species of ants and I just my mind blew away when I found this out because I didn't realize this and it, we do not give enough credit to the natural world we as humans just think we are on top of our shit know everything and we do know a lot and we have been able to advance quite a lot but the just the natural way of some of these animals, pests that live, seems so awesome, and the actual term of it it creates awe. So several species of ants have a special symbiotic relationship with aphids; they basically farm them. <laughs> aphids when. And Mealy's. I don't believe they do it with thrips since they're not as juicy as aphids and mealy. If you've ever squished one, it's a little disgusting and horrific. All the juices that come out and the colors that the juices come out is kind of woo, creepy. <laughs> um, But on the spooky season theme, I guess... So aphids will feed on the sap from plants, and they secrete that liquid honeydew. It's super sugar-rich, and it's favored by ants as a food source. They basically, when they'll see, ants will see aphids on a stalk of a plant. They'll go on top of the aphids, and on their Legs they have basically something that makes them paralyzed and kind of in a trance. And so the aphids will just sit and stay there. And the ants will come up and rub their backs until they secrete the honeydew out of their back end. And the ants will either eat this right away or save it for later in the harvest when they get hungry. And aphids do get wings as they grow into their more adult stages. So to stop them from flying away, the ants will actually cut off wings. So they'll go through the whole line, harvest their honeydew, (laughs) cut off their wings. And if they are about to give birth, they will take the baby aphids in their infant stage and place them on a on the plant stalk, and then again rub this secretion they have on their legs to make them paralyzed and stay in this one spot uh, ants have been farming probably for way longer than we have as a human species that's pretty amazing Uh, I will leave a YouTube link to seeing all this in action in the show notes, also with all of the references I used to gather this information. I appreciate you joining in on this conversation I had about pests. I know it can be a little creepy crawly, especially if you're dealing with your own pest problem right now. As am I, it it, it hits different, you know? Um, But thank you again so much for tuning in to Between Two Aeroids. Follow us on Instagram at Between Two Aeroids Pods, on Facebook at Between Two Aeroids. If you're on Apple, please leave a review. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'm so, so happy to be doing this. Um, Have a great day, night, evening, morning, wherever you are and keep on planting.